0: Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast hello everyone and welcome to the underdog podcast today i have a special guest here with me judith bell ben moshe now the thing about judith is unfortunately she was like my second mother and my mentor and passed away back in 2020 so she's actually no longer here on earth but i know for sure she's an angel watching and this episode is going to be special in particular because her life story is really one of the underdog i mean she literally built an empire for herself as a single mom and did it all and just created such a beautiful space and such a beautiful legacy and i wanted to share her story with you because it really changed my life she really transformed who i am today and hearing her story i think will inspire you in one way or another as you as you go about and hear it now judith was born in brooklyn new york on march 25th 1942 So basically, she grew up in New York. She went to college, actually, in uh, Boston. So she graduated Boston University in 1964. She wanted to be actually a missionary for many years. After that, she really wanted to serve the world in the highest way. And actually, among her letters of her documents that she had after she passed, one of them was actually a letter that she was writing to become a missionary. She applied to become a missionary to serve the world and basically give her time to help others and that I found so so very beautiful but her life journey took her in many different places I mean she became a probation officer in the town of newton and essentially was there for decades and then shortly thereafter she opened up her own shop and basically created her own world her shop was called reliable trading post here in boston and it was someplace truly unique and it's actually exactly how i met her some people might be wondering like pam how did you meet judy so i will tell you exactly how so When I was about nine years old, my father ended up purchasing a restaurant in Boston, and essentially he'd be working all day long. So I never got a chance to see my dad. He was working like three jobs when I was growing up and all the things. Whenever he would go to work, and especially this is more so like in the weekends and the summertime when I didn't have school, I was like, dad, I want to come to work with you. I want to come to work with you. So he did. He allowed me to go. And, you know, I would sit there. I would try to work and learn what the cashier does at the restaurant. And, you know, all of us answer the phones. And then my dad would be like, you know what, Pam, let me let me take you over to Judy. He dropped me off a couple blocks away to Judith's store, the reliable trading post. This is when I was about nine years old. And he was like, Pam, just go, go in. Judy is amazing. And let her know that you're willing to help her with whatever she needs. You know, she's a really special friend here in West Roxbury. She's the first one that actually welcomed my family and when they ended up buying the restaurant and tried to do everything possible to help my dad and anytime he needed it. But especially she was the first face in the community that was willing to help him and welcomed him in with open arms. So my dad, Of course, wanted to do anything he could in order to help her. So. I would go there and i remember you know looking outside and i see this beautiful hand carved sign outside hanging saying reliable trading post and i would see all these beautiful decorated things in the window the whole outside of the building has so much character it's like blue it's like this beautiful navy blue with red trim and moldings and just absolutely gorgeous the way the building was put together very very reflective of the theme right so this store of hers was called the trading post. And I'll get into that a little bit later as to what that was. It's just an experience. And I remember going right in, I would open the big, big door and look to the right hand side. Actually I would see her through the window, honestly. She had, you know, she had her chair that she'd be looking out the window and she had her TV set up and everything. As soon as I walk in on the right hand side, she has her little TV all set up. She's in her swivel chair and she had her TV up and running and she was smoking a cigarette and she just always would go in the thickest new york accent that you could ever hear hi honey how are you so i would pop in and she would you know tell me all about all the wonderful things that she was working on all the new items in the shop whoever came to trade recently people that would visit her i mean she would tell me all kinds of stories and i was just in love i was still nine i was still a young kid so for me it's like hearing like stories and being in such a magical place was always really special for me and she would just always tell me all different kinds of things you know and so i would help her any way that she can basically, you know, did she need to organize, you know, the jewelry? Did she have to, you know, organize the dolls or put out some inventory or get rid of something or do a little bit of cleaning because she always had issues with her back. So unfortunately she wasn't very mobile. So anything she needed, I would just basically do. And basically it became very close with her since I was a young kid and throughout the years just kind of saw her through and, you know, I always knew she was very eccentric and eclectic and I absolutely loved that. She was different from absolutely anyone and everyone that I knew. She had gorgeous rings on all the time. She always wore the funkiest stuff, you know, and she would always, always, always talk about the good old days. Now that part is one that I think is really, really important to highlight. Now why on earth would a probation officer who had been doing it for 30 years and serving her community retire and then create her own world? And that's exactly the story of the Trading Post. Essentially, she she told me, she's like, I dared to create my own world, Pam. And it's the Reliable Trading Post. And I wanted to create an environment that was fun, engaging, and it was a -a one-of-a-kind experience for customers. And it feels like you're going back in time to the 1800s. And to me, I'm like but you why would you spend all that time and all that energy and all that money to to really do that you know as a kid I didn't really understand much but as I kept getting older every time that I would talk to her because you know even when I went to high school and I was you know a triathlete I would always you know keep her updated of what I was working on you know my my games how my soccer season was going how my basketball season was going how my softball season was going all the you know every time I got awards on a roll like all that stuff I would always tell her she literally became like my second mom and then i drop off lemon meringue pies for her and all of that stuff and even when I went to college I was always in touch with her and telling her my dreams and all that stuff and all the you know and then getting into business and getting into real estate like she pretty much advised every area of my life since I was a young kid and always challenged me to look at things really differently but one thing about her was that she was so like she was so tough on the exterior You know she seemed so tough on the exterior but like she really was like heart of gold and that is the best way to absolutely describe her like absolute heart of gold an absolute gem of of a human being and just like would do anything and everything for anyone literally if anyone needed help she would drop everything just to do it i mean with me whenever i needed like anything she's like okay honey yeah no problem i've got you I went, like not even a second guess and the same thing goes whenever she needed anything i would do the same exact thing for her it was incredible she would always say this like everyone talks about the good old days but lady b did something about it now lady b is her nickname and that's what she would call herself it was almost like the name that she created for her own world aka the reliable trading Post. and i really really want to share with you really what what was it about so what was this whole trading post about i mean and this was in her own words so the reliable trading post is the purveyor of unique variety and stunning antiques and vintage items that range from quirky to lovely and the only rule here is that All the items in the shop must be items that could have existed in the 1800s. She took the utmost pride in her store and served her community with all of her heart. Now, there's more to elaborate on that, honestly, because the training post was much, much more than that. But essentially, that's kind of an overview of what it was. And I really want to share with you why... Did she create such a place again? Why would somebody retire from a successful career and undertake opening a small business and investing so much time, money and energy into it? And again, It's because lady b wanted to create a world of her own and the thing that i love most about this is the experience that she wanted to create for others i think that speaks to her character and just her love for the world and the community which i think is so incredibly incredibly powerful i'll read to you how she had it described and and what really the trading post is all about is I think, you know, as we approach this holiday season, or as actually we're in this holiday season, I think it's really important to reflect on these things and really just make sure this is part of our life to remember all of the good things. And these are things that Judy has taught me and the trading post that she created has taught me. And I really hope that it resonates with you some way, somehow, and that you can take something positive out of it. And hopefully it'll inspire you to create maybe your own world or your own business or something really cool throughout the process. So here it is. The Reliable Trading Post is the only trading post in all of New England. The proprietress, Judy Ben-Moshe, would love, love, love to hear from you. So what is the Reliable Trading Post? The Reliable Trading Post is a fun, engaging, one-of-a-kind experience to customers. As Lady B puts it, Everyone talks about the good old days, but Lady B did something about it. Thus, the Reliable Trading Post is the purveyor of a unique variety of stunning antiques and vintage items that range from quirky to lovely. The only rule here is that all the items in the shop must be items that could have existed in the 1800s. All items are available for sale, but they're also available for trade. Bring in something of your own, or you can trade an item for something you want, or bring the price of an item down. The Reliable Trading Post is also strongly committed to fostering community spirit. A flea market is held in the backyard of the shop every Saturday, and the barn in the back is available to artists and musicians to have exhibits or shows. You can also sell items of your own through the Trading Post, and there's only a 10% charge for consignment pieces. Here is a little bit more about the philosophy of the Trading Post in the words of Judith Ben Moshe, aka Lady B. And this is in her own words, guys. As we begin, the 21st century, I find a need to go back to the 19th century. Why? Because that's where a phone was answered by a real person, where there were no fax machines, where a handshake was better than any written contract by a top law firm, where you can play checkers, warm your hand on a pot belly stove, or just sit in a rocking chair sharing ideas, where being fair was more important than making a profit, where neighbors worked to help each other. If someone's sick, let's get them some chicken noodle soup. We never have to feel lonely if we can see the smoke from someone's chimney. This is a place that will always be warm and welcoming, a community place for sharing. That was the description of what Judith created in the trading post. So as you heard, nothing there could have existed in the 1800s. So one thing about her was that she couldn't stand technology. I'm surprised she even used a telephone. But then again, a telephone existed in 1800s, so she allowed it. (laughs) So anything else, though? Forget it. I mean, trying to get her on the internet, no way. Um, trying to get her to understand what an email was, nope. Wi Fi, n- uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, cable channels that was that was also a struggle. She she had a lot of issues with Comcast and you name it. There's just a whole laundry list of, of things, but she really believed in the good old days. And I think this is something for us to really 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 remember as we're entering this holiday season and really experiencing the joy with our families, friends and all of that because you know what happens. Life sometimes takes us down a rabbit hole of routine and we don't get a chance to really stop and be grateful and take everything around us all in and remember to learn these simple virtues, right. Of, you know, serving each other, loving each other, you know, your family, your neighbors, your friends, all of that stuff. And this is a perfect time for this reminder, which is why I felt I wanted to share Judith's story because she literally would encompass these principles all year round and not just during the holiday season. I mean, she always left an open door for anyone in the community anytime. Like that's the kind of heart that she had and Seeing somebody like that is incredibly inspiring. And that's how her legacy lives on as someone who's always willing to help with open arms and an open heart. Of course, being tough on the exterior, right? She was a tough cookie, but beyond that, an absolute heart of gold. So make sure that you stop and really smell the flowers and really enjoy and embrace the community and the people around you. Now, to get back to the trading post. Now, these are the things that she actually wanted to do in the trading post. Well, basically what she opened it up as and what people could do. So here are things you can do in the trading post. You can learn to read, learn better study habits in school, play a game of checkers in front of a pot belly stove, drop children off for storytelling hour, ask for help for a problem and get it. See if you can learn of someone who needs help and help them. Friendly gossip customer's choice share ideas find a place to meet friends and meet new ones or just some place to go so you don't feel lonesome and last one join chess checker or backgammon tournaments Judy literally was all all about community and her entire store was exactly that I mean her store storefront and then also the barn and the yard that she had in the back literally everything was catered for the community to gather some way somehow so she literally left an open door for all of these things and none of these had anything to do with money right it all was about fostering community spirit and what's really really beautiful about this is even since her passing, now her stores have transformed into two women-owned businesses, small business owners who are absolutely incredible and basically curated some of the most adorable shops that welcome the community in with open arms, which I know she's looking down and is incredibly happy about. And the barn that she intended for the community in the back is now used as a event space where essentially the community gathers all the time, whether it's to do wreaths to create wreaths together you know and then of course there's events like bridal showers baby showers you know dinners yoga classes i mean you name it that barn is literally built for the community and it is so cool to see how her legacy and her intention lived on for that space just as how she imagined it when she was here on this earth and i'm just so proud and i know she's so proud looking down to see what she's created and really kept Alive through her legacy and her intention, which I think is incredibly powerful. And, you know, she would always talk to me, you know, so many different inspirational things, things about business. I mean, she had so much knowledge. I mean, in hearing her story, I never really knew her story until, you know, I was a little bit older, you know, because I always saw her. as such a powerful woman. I'm like, man, there's no way she could have ever gone through pain or whatever you know because she never showed that side right she was never really vulnerable she would always tell me about the positive and all that and once i got a little bit older she really told me her life story about being in probation how tough that was as a woman back in the 80s 90s growing up and and basically handling that was really tough because it took a lot of masculine energy to take that on and you know women at that time, were known to stay home and basically take care of the kids. Meanwhile, she was out, you know, she was buying properties and she was also out, essentially, you know, doing a man's job, probation and getting into all these different things and helping so many people in her community and being also all of this, balancing all of this while she was a single mother of her child. And you know, the struggles that came along with that was incredible. And so, you know, realizing that, you know, she really wanted to build something powerful for her legacy and her community was really, really, really outstanding. And just, I just looked up to her and I still do to this day, but as I got older and I heard her story, you know, I was always so inspired, like, how is it that this woman just like had so much grit, like nothing could take her down. I mean, literally nothing. Like she had this like unbreakable mindset that she's like, yeah, I could do anything. I could do this and I could do that and I could do this. And it would be the same thing when I would have conversations with her and she'd be like, honey, well, have you thought about doing this? And have you thought about doing that? And I'm like, oh, actually, no, I haven't. And she would always give me new perspective. And I'm so grateful that she was able to be in my life and teach me and mentor me throughout my life, my businesses, my, my everything. And I'm just beyond, beyond grateful for her. I mean, she would tell me stories about how her, her family actually originated from Egypt and how her grandfather came to the United States and they had to cut the name short because they couldn't pronounce his last name. And so that's how they got to Ben Moshe. And, you know, I would always tell her, you know, I always feel like the underdog Judy, you know, I was like the least expected to win. And she was like, honey, I, I was too, you know, I was too. And so it's funny because her last name means Ben Moshe and that means son of Moses, Ben, son of, and Moshe is Moses. And so looking at the Bible, you know, I, when I was reading it and seeing that Moses is actually the underdog, it's the one that God chose, but he wouldn't accept it right he didn't think he was worthy or capable right and so this whole connection between me and her and kind of the underdog and really being such similar souls in this lifetime was really really special and I think that's why we were connected the way that we were connected and she really left an imprint on my heart and still continues to and I'll still live on her legacy every single day as her acclaimed second daughter <laughs> it's just she she left a huge imprint for me and I know that anyone who's listening to this this will inspire you in some way somehow. And she had this poem that she would always show me that was written by her brother, Bob Ben Moshe, who was actually the CEO of AIG. I mean, he, he was a massive, he was an incredible leader and unfortunately passed away some odd years ago. Uh, but Judy would, was always so proud of him. And she was like, Pam, you know, she had me read his book and all of that. There was a poem that that Bob said and that I really thought resonated really, really well, and some really incredible words of wisdom that I'd love to share with you. Here it is. Live and learn, but above all, learn. Love what you do or do what you love. Remember your heroes. Think about how you want to be remembered. Be positive. Be good. Stop blaming others. Learn and listen. Turn complaints into ideas. Turn ideas into action. Partners don't always see eye to eye, but remember, they always look forward together. Take responsibility. Take pride in what you do. Praise in public. Criticize in private. Never deprive someone of hope. It may be all that they have. Improve your performance by improving your attitude. Empower others. Empower yourself. Say yes when you can. Say no when you have to. Say thank you often and mean it always. Decide what's right, then do it take care of your reputation it's your most valuable asset that was something really beautiful in the words of her brother bob ben Moshe. now another poem that always struck me with judy this was her favorite poem in the whole world and she would always mention it to me and this is something that resonates in my mind almost every single day i'm reminded of this incredible poem that she shared with me and i'm not sure if you guys have heard it but it's called invictus by William Ernest Henley and here it is out of the night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the fell clutch of circumstance I have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeons of chance my head is bloody but unbowed beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Every single time that I read that, I always get chills, especially that very, very last part. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. This is something that Judith said to me all of the time. She was like, honey, you are not your circumstances. Whatever cards you've been dealt, understand you can deal them in whichever way that you want to. You can shuffle those cards. You can do whatever you want. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. That you can't. Oftentimes, this perspective, you know, sometimes life takes us on and we're just like, you know what? This, We're going to let things happen as they're supposed to. Let this be a reminder that you control your fate, right? You could have destiny right in the palm of your hands. However, if you don't take action, it's not going to happen. Master of your fate, captain of your soul. You control your ship. What's really important to understand is it's like being in a car. You're sitting in your car. You know, you've got the clutch so you can go drive. You can go reverse. You can go manual you put it in park i mean whatever it is right and then you can shift gears and you can go in sport mode eco mode i mean there's all that right but the point is if you're sitting in park you're going to watch all of life go by you right cars are still going to keep moving regardless if you're moving or not the same thing applies here the same exact principle applies right here remember that you too can put the car back in drive you can If you need to, you can reverse things back if you really want to. I mean, it is literally your life. You control it and you can make things happen accordingly. Remember that you are the master of your fate, captain of your soul, right? As you're entering into the new year and that you're creating kind of like the life that you want for the next coming year, remember that you can always change your circumstance. You can always shuffle your cards around, right? Remember, this is your fate. You can create it if you want it bad enough. Right. But ask yourself, what does your soul really, really, really want? What's been blocking you, for example, like what has blocked you in 2023 from helping you not move forward this year to the goals that you wanted, write that down and fight against that for 2024. Right. If you were stuck in some sort of environment that was key holding you back from achieving your goals in 2023, well then 2024 is going to be different. Put yourself in a new environment And remember that you're the captain of your soul and the master of your fate, right? It's totally, totally possible for you to switch gears, change gears, like I said, any single time that you want to. Let 2024 be an absolutely magical year for you. And remember that the power is in your hands. Remember, you are the master of your fate. You are the captain of your soul as Judy would always tell me. And that's something that I think is extraordinarily powerful that I would like to leave you with as we wrap this up here today and the story and legacy of Judith Ben-Moshe, who I love so, so much, who has taught me so, so much and brought me so many different perspectives and continues to on a a daily basis through her angelic presence around me, which I feel all, all, all the time. And remember... You are the master of your fate, captain of your soul. Let this coming year be the most magical one yet. Thank you to all who have listened to this beautiful story today. I pray that Lady B's legacy lives on forever. And I hope that part of her story touched you or resonated with you. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate, or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love.